fade in. Exterior, a redwood forest, twilight. Full moon rising between trees, green city limits sign next to dark highway. Dissolve to, sign, white block letters. Arcadia, California, population 16,180. Freeze frame. Superimpose, episode 39, static frame. Friday, June 12th, 2009, um, later. Telepathy. That's what Thomas was talking about. What the true speech thing is. I mean, I think. But it makes sense. It just didn't occur to me because it's such a sci-fi thing, and this is fantasy. It doesn't fit in the genre. It is crazy that my life can now be discussed in terms of its genre. Anyway, I wasn't thinking about it in those terms because the way everyone talks about it is so poetic or whatever, it's hard for me to, like, pin them down to anything, so I end up kind of drifting myself. But after he walked away, I started to think about it, and it's obvious. It's telepathy. They speak to each other telepathically. And, I mean, of course, I didn't think about it. The X-Men talk to each other telepathically. They, they use, I don't know, soul-bound mind magic, or the voice of the Earth, or true speech, I guess. But it's telepathy, probably. I have a ton of stuff I really want to ask Thomas about this, but I don't think I should. He got pretty upset earlier. He went upstairs to the attic. I should go see if he's okay. I just don't want... I don't know. I don't want to make him feel weird or like he should talk to me about it or something. We honestly barely know each other, so it's not like he should feel open with me and... I don't want to make him feel like there's some obligation or something just because we're related or because he's staying here. I was thinking about that too, though, us being related, because that means he's not actually all them. That has to be kind of weird to be half some entire other species that everyone else around you, especially if you can't speak the same language, because that's what he said, that he can't hear or speak the true speech, that he isn't telepathic. It would be really hard to just not understand most of what people are saying around you, and it's not even really just like that, because even if you don't understand the words someone's saying, there's the tone, you can figure out a lot just by how someone says something. You wouldn't be able to get that, though, because none of it is verbal. It had to be really lonely. Hey, Nico, uh, do you have a minute? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, sure, Mom, one second. What's up? Seems like you and your mom are still butting heads. She's acting like a complete... I feel like she doesn't trust me anymore. No, she does. She's just... Has, has she told you anything about what it was like for her growing up here? Not really. Yeah, that's what I thought. She really doesn't want you to... I wanted to wait till she talked to you. She keeps saying it's not the right time, and at this point it feels like there's never going to be a right one. Nico, you know that there's... You know that there are some things about Arcadia that are different, 
than other places, right? Yeah. Your mom, well, the whole McCleary family, you're friends with people who were born in the town. Have they, has anyone talked to you about the practice? A little, yeah. It's the, like, religion or whatever of the town, sort of. A bunch of people here are part of it. Exactly. The way Holly talks about it, it's not really a religion. More like uh, beliefs and traditions that have been passed down since Arcadia was founded. So now they're... This thing everyone just does. Yeah. But when your mom was a kid, I don't know if it's like this anymore, maybe you can tell me what your friends say, but when she was a kid, it was really... She had to follow them. Her parents... There was a lot of fear in the way they practiced and in how they taught her to do it. It it really affected her and how she wanted to raise you. What do you mean? It's like, um, it's like raising your kid to be a Protestant Christian by making them afraid that they're going to hell. Yeah, they go to church and pray and take communion because if they don't, they're going to be tortured forever, not because the faith makes sense to them or meets their spiritual needs. Okay. Your grandparents... Holly and her brother, they were... they were brought up with the belief that if they didn't follow the practice, or if they followed it in the wrong way, or only part of the way, that they would be... I guess the best way to say it is that they were taught that they'd be taken. Taken? I know, it it doesn't sound like something anyone could seriously be worried about, but... When you grow up with a set of beliefs, even ones that don't make a lot of sense to a mature mind, it's it's easy to to internalize them you know, so completely that it's hard to stop believing them. Even if you know rationally it's a superstition. And if you end up back where all of that started... Your mom's just having a hard time right now. So, her parents actually told her she'd get taken or whatever? Did they say where or by who? You need to remember that if you actually think about it, uh, most religions sound kind of like this. Th this one isn't so different from... No, I, I understand. I was just... 
I was curious about what they told her. It sounds interesting. I don't think she told me. We didn't really talk about this much before we moved here. And now she... It's a situation where outside events got adjusted to fit into the belief system, which then reinforced the system itself. Have you heard that kids tend to go missing here? I read about it, I think, or maybe Will told me. I figured. It's a great ghost story, but but, but it's like that. Ordinary things happen. Tragic, but ordinary. And people need to explain it, so it becomes part of something bigger, so that people can feel in control. These children were lost because they didn't do the right things. I do the right things, so my children are safe. My children will do the right things, so they stay that way. And then Lyndon had the accident, and it just... I think even though Holly didn't believe in it by then, him dying, it was just a lot. What? Uh, Why are you telling me? Uh, Telling me now, I mean. Your mom... She's she's just worried about you. But on top of the stress of moving and running Falconer Lumber and everything else, it's... I just don't want you to have to, to have to try to carry it for her. She... It's really important to her that you don't grow up with all of that on you like she did. But right now, she's just having a hard time. And I want you to know it's it's nothing to do with you, okay? She loves you. I know that. I know. But I want you to know that None of this is your responsibility and doesn't have anything to do with how you are. It's something to do with her, period. We're dealing with it, and that's our job as parents, not yours as a kid. Is mom all right? She'll be fine. I promise. I I just wanted to explain why she's been... You know, and and then it might take a little while for her to go back to how she usually is. Bear with us, okay? We're all getting used to Arcadia. It is sometimes kind of like living in a different world. (laughs) With a much better cost of living. You can always talk to me, okay? Even if it's about your mom. 
I know that. Good. I love you. I love you too. Smash cut, black screen, over black, roll credits. Nico McCleary is played by M. German. Karen Segretti is played by Corbin Appleby. Arcadia, California is a production of Law of Names Media. It is written and directed by Lee Seguente and edited by Eric Seguente. More information about the show and its cast can be found in the episode notes or at arcadiacalifornia.lawofnames.com. Fade out. <laughs>